Hey everyone, it's Father Pat, here today to offer you my reflections on the scripture readings for today. Our readings today are from the the Solemnity of the Ascension of the Lord. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. In the first book, Theophilus, I dealt with all that Jesus did and taught until the day he was taken up, after giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles whom he had chosen. He presented himself alive to them by many proofs after he had suffered, appearing to them during forty days and speaking to them about the kingdom of God. While meeting with them, he enjoined them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father about which you have heard me speak. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. When they had gathered together, they asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? He answered them, It is not for you to know the times or seasons that the Father has established by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, throughout Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. When he had said this, as they were looking on, he was lifted up, and a cloud took him from their sight. While they were looking intently at the sky as he was going, suddenly two men, dressed in white garments, stood beside them. They said, Men of Galilee, why are you standing there looking at the sky? This Jesus, who has been taken up from you into heaven, will return in the same way as you have seen him going into heaven. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our response. God mounts his throne to shouts of joy, a blare of trumpets for the Lord. God mounts his throne to shouts of joy, a blare of trumpets for the Lord. All you peoples clap your hands, shout to God with cries of gladness. For the Lord the Most High, the Awesome, is the great King over all the earth. God mounts his throne to shouts of joy, a blare of trumpets for the Lord. God mounts his throne amid shouts of joy, the Lord amid trumpet blasts. Sing praise to God, sing praise, sing praise to our King, sing praise. God mounts his throne to shouts of joy, a blare of trumpets for the Lord. For king of all the earth is God, sing hymns of praise. God reigns over the nations, God sits upon his holy throne. God mounts his throne to shouts of joy, a blare of trumpets for the Lord. A reading from St. Paul's letter to the Ephesians. Brothers and sisters, may the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, Give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation, resulting in knowledge of him. May the eyes of your hearts be enlightened, that you may know what is the hope that belongs to his call. What are the riches of glory in his inheritance among the holy ones? And what is the surpassing greatness of his power for us who believe, in accordance with the exercise of his, of his great might, which he worked in Christ, raising him from the dead and seating him at his right hand in the heavens, far above every principality, authority, power, and dominion? and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And he put all things beneath his feet and gave him his head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of the one who fills all things in every way. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, Thus it is written that the Christ would suffer and rise from the dead on the third day, and that repentance for the forgiveness of sins would be preached in his name to all the nations beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. And behold, I am sending the promise of my Father upon you. But stay in the city until you are clothed with power from on high. 
Then he led them out as far as Bethany, raised his hands, and blessed them. As he blessed them, he parted from them and was taken up to heaven. They did him homage, and then returned to Jerusalem with great joy, and they were continually in the temple, praising God. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. It's amazing how memory works, isn't it? You can ask me what I ate for dinner last night, and I'd struggle to tell you, but I have a strong memory of being about two and a half years old, looking out the kitchen window of my childhood home and realizing that there was no car in the driveway, just an oil stain where the car should have been. Mommy wasn't home, and I wanted her back. I had probably never spent a night in my life up to that point without her. Now, Mom had a pretty good reason for not being there. She was delivering my younger sister, and it wasn't standard practice in 1969 to do that on a kitchen table. So she was at the hospital doing her thing and would come home with the child that would be my childhood playmate for years to come. I didn't grasp that at the time. I felt abandoned so strongly, perhaps, that I still remember that uh, day, even now. In the end, though, it turned out pretty well. I mean, we decided as a family to keep Teresa, and I'm sure my input was valued in that decision. She was a great playmate back then and is a wonderful sister today. In fact, we got to spend some rare time together this week. So the momentary trauma and feeling of loss was worth it because I ended up much richer in the end. As I reflected on our readings today for the Feast of the Ascension, I empathize with the apostles who are looking up into the sky. They don't see an oil stain, just a bunch of clouds, but it's the same idea. They feel abandoned. Luke actually gives us two different accounts of the moments before Jesus was taken up into heaven in the Acts of the Apostles and in his gospel, both of which were likely written by the same person. But in both versions, Jesus promises the disciples that he will send the Spirit and they will receive power and they will be witnesses to the whole world. Jesus wasn't abandoning them. He was giving them something or someone, maybe, made way better. As great as having a baby sister is, this is clearly a step up from that. Of course, it will come with a price, a heavy price, more costly than a few nights of tears shed by a little boy who just wants his mommy. The disciples are going to suffer a lot, as did their Lord, but they're also going to share in his victory and in his eternal glory. Paul describes it this way in his letter to the Ephesians. He says, may the eyes of your hearts be enlightened that you may know what is the hope that belongs to his call? What are the riches of glory and his inheritance among the holy ones? And what is the surpassing greatness of his power for us who believe in accord with the exercise of his great might, which he worked in Christ? Incorporated into his body, as we are uh, through baptism, they, the disciples, and we share in all that Jesus is. That feeling of loss or anticipated loss actually was important, though. They had been with Jesus for his entire public ministry, but when he was arrested, they scattered. When he rose from the dead, they understood they never wanted to leave his presence again, ever again. And so when he rose, they longed uh, to feel close to him again. Or when, when when he ascended into heaven, they longed to feel close to him again. The Spirit, though, would be their connection to him and they would proclaim the good news until he returned in triumph. This time, they wouldn't let him down. Everyone's conversion story is unique. Mine is certainly less dramatic than some people's. I'm a cradle Catholic. I went to Catholic schools. I had the usual youthful indiscretions and mistakes, but I've never been in a cult or had a deathbed experience or experienced, you know, a heavenly vision that caused a dramatic change in my life. 
But I still have a conversion story, and it's still going on, in fact, because at 55 years old, I, I finally realized that I was dumb at 10 years old, probably dumber at 20 years old, and a pompous ass at 30 years old, leading God to rightly slap me around a little bit here and there and, and, and teaching me some great lessons, much to my benefit. And with the wisdom of age, I now know that I have much wisdom yet to be gained. The Lord has been a greater or lesser part of my life during various stages. And like the first disciples after the resurrection, the more intimately I get to know him, the more I realize I never want to experience his absence ever again. But to move from intimacy to communion with God comes with a cost. The priesthood has cost me much, much more than I ever feared. But it has given me much more. A greater intimacy with so many of you. The great blessing of sacrificing a personal family to become a member of many families. And it only happens with my consent. Even if that consent isn't always consistent, ebbing and flowing to the, to the extent that I allow the Holy Spirit to be my personal guide and friend. When the Spirit is with me, I know that I am never alone. As we prepare for Pentecost next Sunday, maybe we can follow the simple advice of St. Bonaventure, uh, 13th century Franciscan, who instructs us uh, with this. The Holy Spirit comes where he is loved, where he is invited, and where he is expected. I've recently started to pray to the Holy Spirit every day using almost those very words. Holy Spirit, you are loved. You are invited. You are expected. I want to be with you. So I will go wherever you lead me. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Have a great day.